Places, please. Places for the top of Theater Countdown. Oh, oh, out of breath again, running from the dressing rooms to hit the great big podcast stage. Bill Coleman, bienvenue, welcome to another episode of Theater Countdown Podcast. You beautiful theater nerds out there, taking your time out of your day to geek out about theater with us. That is hardcore. Don't ever let anyone tell you're not hardcore. Hi, it's me, your Broadway buddy, Ben Cameron, with my greatest Charles. Wow, hi, it's me, Asmarette Geber-McKell. I'm very into that intro. Did you like that? That was very spur of the moment. I really liked it. You just yes-anded yourself into an intro. <laughs> Listen, when you're 44 years old and single, you have to yes-and yourself an awful lot if you take my meaning. hey Hey! We just earned that explicit <laughs> rating on Spotify and iTunes right there. And one sure quick, quick pervert dad joke. That's right. It's Theater <laughs> Countdown today, my friends. And the thing we got to tell you before anything else always is that if you like our show, and we hope that you do like our show, and you're counting down with us and judging our opinions, and you've got your own list, your own life, you've got to subscribe to Theater Countdown on uh, on Spotify. Do it on, on Apple. Do it do it everywhere. Subscribe. Follow us on social media at Theater Countdown on Instagram and, theater, and TikTok and, of course, yes. Theater Count. On Twitter, because ain't nobody of got course. time for that. That's right. What else should they do, Cheryls? Well, also just reminding you that you don't just have to go to Patreon to enjoy these bonus episodes. You could go to Apple Music and pay a small extra fee and 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 avoid Patreon altogether if it's not your thing. Spotify, Apple Music, whichever you choose. For less than a cup of coffee a month, I'm you can spend so for sure. Definitely can, less than a cup of coffee. Right. You can spend that much more time with us when we get really weird. And and I feel like we're really exposed and vulnerable. We're live wires in those bonus episodes, don't you think? We truly girls? are. We share secrets that we would never share with just a regular <laughs> podcast crowd. You know, it's very yeah, yeah, intimate. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it's I think it's I think it's a trust. It's a trust fall situation in the bonus we episodes. Do. Yeah, we trust fall right into those bonus episodes. Yeah, absolutely. There's always a soft um, place to land with our with our Patreon and bonus episode pals. I'm just looking for a soft place to land ever. Aren't all actors? I think that's a great segue to bring us into this episode's hot, hot sexy, sexy theater, theater news. news. We interrupt our program to bring you this theater news. It's getting hot in here. I'm going to take off all my clothes or am I? You'll never know. It's a podcast. That's right. Um, well, I guess one of the one of the big things that's been circulating is that <clears throat> Room, the show that was coming, it was a transfer from the West End starring Adrian Warren and Ephraim Sykes, has been postponed indefinitely. And we're not really sure what happened as in either of the stars of the show. Yeah, they posted about it on social media and we're like, we're just as confused as you are. Yeah. That's it was gotta a really be hard. Sweet video. I know. I, I I know there's been a huge outpouring of love and support for for, for those guys because it's that sucks. That really sucks, and it just kind of reaffirms that you were never really in that much control when we choose this this life in the biz of show. You True. know what I'm saying? We're like, we're True. there's there's people who are pulling strings and paying writing checks. You hope Garth Rubinsky, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> that that if you without them, the show don't go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it, it, there's so much to put. There's so much going on just to put a show up. 
um, that, that goes beyond what you're, you know, the music that you're learning or the steps you're learning. It's like there are producers, there are, there's so much going on behind the scenes and, and we're not privy to a lot of that stuff. So um, hopefully the show will come back. And not all producers are swell fellas or ladies. Yes, yes I mean, that's true. let's be honest. Have you ever been on a show when, when uh, someone's pulled the plug? No, but I, but have I? For me, it was just a trans. Like there were, there was a transfer that was supposed to happen, and it didn't happen. But it it, it was never okay. like during rehearsals. That's only that really doesn't happen um, very often. But very it has often. happened. We were we were going over this earlier. Nerds yeah. was a big thing that would, took years coming to fruition, and they got the plug pulled. Uh, yeah. like as they were about to open on Broadway. And did I? Uh, I think I misspoke. But the, the, I can't, did Enron actually start performances? I think they did. There like was shows, no, that was shows that was closed during previews too, right? And it's when just producers back out or yeah. producers get cold feet, and you you know you don't have three million dollars. I also think for these kinds of stars, going back to the Adrian and um, and Ephraim, Ephraim Sykes of it all, these are two of our most talented people in our industry and and in show business at large. Yeah, they can work whenever and how however they want you know i mean to a degree we're always trying to pay the bills but but you got to imagine they put other things aside to work on this really massive project and this show coming to broadway and now to yeah. be left with all this i mean where do you, do you just like okay i guess we'll go on a cruise i was supposed to be busy for the next six months but here we are yeah i mean that's that's hard too you know people always say like oh i'm not i won't believe it until i sign on the dotted line and then like, well, what happens when you've signed already <laughs> and then and then someone pulls the plug it's like it's either you really don't have any guarantees quite honestly i you, you've got to be mad yeah you've got to be straight up pissed off and so they're very kind-hearted people because they didn't come to they could have come to social media and been like hey everybody fuck off fuck you know guys. yeah <laughs> fuck this noise don't you know who we are exactly um, but you know you take it in stride and of course as always i would imagine we'll look back on this and and see those stars in something amazing sooner yeah. than later and be like ah oh, everything happens for a reason yep yep yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, look at that silver lining we were able to find. I know that was beautiful, Cheryl's. Thank you for oh that. <laughs> I think you have um, another silver lining, don't you? I, uh, well, I, yeah, I do have some silver linings. Speaking of the show must go on, um, here's some hot, sexy theater news that <laughs> it happened in Idaho. Now, not a lot of hot, sexy news comes out of Idaho. I was going to say, it's not necessarily the hub for hot, of sexy, hot sexy news. Right. Lots of um, hot spuds. Sure. Sure. Spudsy, spudsy news, <laughs> um, potato Posado. particulars and the, mm -hmm. and the like. But uh, this happened in Blackfoot, Idaho, which is a place apparently. But this is so fun. They they got a write up in their local news because they were doing Footloose. Um, yes. My Broadway debut. Do you have you heard of it, Charles? You're familiar? Wait, you know what? Wait a minute. That was my Broadway debut. Get out of oh, here. Oh, wait a minute. Oh my gosh, we um, both go here. Oh my gosh, can I sit with you? I'm wearing yeah. pink. <laughs> uh, the power, all the power went out and these brave thespians carried on with the program and did the show. They just kept going, apparently. And um, they they sang 
the funny thing is it's rock and roll music. So to sing it kind of without any sort of amplification is going to have a very, I don't know, Gregorian chant or chamber music feel to it. Everybody Correct. caught, everybody <laughs> caught. You really pared down the... Um... Somebody's eyes are watching. <laughs> but without the doom to do, what do you got? Just some, some dead air. Um, but they went on, they actually brought out their um, cell phones and turned on their flashlights and like, and like shown them on each other so they could do the show and they, and they barreled through it. Um, and I think my favorite quote is the guy who was playing Willard said when it first happened, he thought to himself, oh crap. <laughs> and I, I think that really sums it up. It's also very on brand for Willard. That's like, <laughs> that, that couldn't be a more Willard response. <laughs> It just takes me back to the trauma of my Footloose trauma when I got hit on the head by the drop and the whole Footloose oh five gosh. of it all. That it's that brings that on home. Uh, but what a fun bonding experience for that cast. Yeah. And what a treat for the audience because when things go wrong like that, I live for it. Oh, it's the I best. As an audience member and as someone on stage. I mean, it's like, it's it's so, it, it. I think as an audience member, it's cool because you feel like you're in on whatever's going on, right? And then yeah. as an audience member, I mean, as, a, as someone who's doing a show, it's like, it, it just sort of like breaks the monotony of doing something. You know, yeah. Your souls like start talking to each other because you can't <laughs> actually talk to each other. Yeah. So there's this weird, like unspoken actor thespian code that happens where your souls start being like, we're going to go do the kick line down on five. Yeah. Fuck what you heard. <laughs> I don't know. Grab whatever you can. We've got we've to do the gym scene. Uh, there's probably oh, the basketballs involved. Oh, you, I can't talk about the basketball thing. I... Still, I'm traumatized. <laughs> oh my God. How did that, how did I end up bouncing basketballs on Broadway at <laughs> any point? It's wrong. I tell you wrong. Sports ball. So good on those kids. Good uh, on see, those once kids. again, proving that it's never more fun than in high school theater. You know that they had the cast party of all cast parties that night. Oh, they, they were like, they, they earned that cast party. Now, I don't, I don't know if they're like drinking in Blackfoot, Idaho, because I know that there are a lot of Mormons in Idaho. Not as many Mormons as potatoes, of course, but oh, obviously, yes. but, but, but definitely some, uh, but you know that they reenacted every moment of that over and over again. I want to meet these kids. If you're listening, kids, hit us up on social and um, and we want to talk to you. Yes, and, please. Yeah. And what's the weirdest, what's the weirdest like mid-show, like super glitch that you had to fight through? That does off the top well, of your there head. Are, there are a few. I mean, the one I, I've, I spoke about this one before, but when we were doing Legally Blonde and we were in act two in the remix, Mom, uh, Elle's mom and dad come out in a, on a golf cart. I think Jason, right. was it Jason Gilman driving it, which already is like sketch. Fun. But, <laughs> but the golf cart, fun. the golf cart lost control and start and started going towards the audience. And so it stopped <laughs> right at the foot of the stage. We had to like stop the show. It was, it was a disaster. Oh my God. Yeah. That's like when, um, oh Yeah. Well, I'm just just about like hurling things at the audience, golf carts and the like. It's like when Kathy Deitch during Witch Hunters, Kathy Deitch always had a mallet was her witch hunter, archaic witch hunter weapon. And she went to, you know, you you know this. Yes, we'll let yes. the people know. And witch hunters go, I don't care. There's a bunch of like swinging and striking and making accents with whatever you're 
device of torture for the witch is going to be. And Kathy D, God love her, had a mallet. She just had a big old mallet. She was going to pound the witch like a like a cube steak, I guess. And she did her mallet swing and the head of the mallet went flying into the audience and hit some lady in the head. Oh my God. Uh, that person swing came in the audience are scary. Those are scary. That, that I was going to say that happened um, on Legally Blonde as well. The jump ropes at the top of act two, a lot, you had a lot of ensemble members. I mean, what Brooke went, uh, Brooke Linden was doing was like crazy enough, but yeah. what the ensemble behind her are doing they're doing these crazy like double double jumps and all this stuff and so there were a couple times where jump ropes just went flying like hurling into the audience i just say no to jump ropes in plays I, that's <laughs> happened in footloose too we that's had to like right. hold the jump rope and like swing it like a yes. ninja like shang chi and like head down stage and it would grab up on the other jump ropes and fly into the audience and you're like how much did you pay for this ticket people because your lives are at risk here Okay. I might Protect tear a meniscus, yourselves. but you you might lose an eye. Yeah, and you didn't you didn't sign up for all this. So I don't I don't think so. But the show in that sense must go on. Yeah. I guess. But I I I love that. I we had a Broadway sessions one night many years ago where all the power went out. So where there was no microphones, no amplification, no light. And we turned it into that kind of moment too, where people just kept singing. You all sat in a dark room and sang at each other with no amplification. And it was really oh kind God. of fun. It we've had really like neat. we've had like automation issues where like the show had to stop for a long time, like forty yeah. minutes. Sometimes you don't get that back. Yeah. If the automation goes, you're like, uh, the whole point. The reason everybody came is to see the helicopter oh, land. Yeah, actually, it, when I was doing Dreamgirls, we had flooding. The oh, I should tell this story. The some the, the men's room flooded out in the front of the house, so there was like they they called it um shitgate because there was like there was like. <laughs> It stunk out there. Like one of the one of the men's rooms was completely useless. Like, like the toilet was backed unusable. up, and so there was like something. Yeah, there was some plumbing issue, so we had to cancel the show. Uh, and the review said, "This show stinks." Yeah, they were like, "This is a shit show." <laughs> it left me feeling all wet. <laughs> also, very cool. My pal Ryan J. Haddad uh, is has his off-Broadway show that he wrote, not only is starring him, but wrote, and this is the second piece of his that he's he's brought to New York stages um, that is auto, self-autobiographical. Um, but what's of note of this, he's at the Public Theater. He just got extended. The show is called Dark Disabled Stories. Ryan uh, is, is a person who is living with cerebral palsy, with CP, and he uses a mobility device. I've known him for a very long time, actually. Uh, and he was in that show with Ben Platt that was on Hulu. Oh, yes. That was called The Politician. The Politician. Yeah. Um, where he was very, very sassy. But <laughs> the entire show that he's doing down at the public is accessible in every way. It's there's 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 signers. There's uh, there's I'm about to say closed captioning, but I guess that's what there's like subtitles on 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 a screen. So it's he kind of dives really deep into some of his experiences as a, as a queer person living in New York city mm -hmm. um, hard enough, but then living with a disability in New York city, which is right. harder still. I think about our, our good pal, Jared Bortz, who lives his life in a, in a wheelchair now. And I've gotten to yes. move around with him throughout the city and it's really hard, yeah, really hard. And we take it for granted all the time. Um, but I just think it's an amazing 
thing that Ryan is doing by putting his stories on stage. And I love that people are responding to it. And um, I just think he's a real voice that's like pushing the envelope in a lot of inclusive ways moving forward. So this is a big old shout out to Ryan J. Haddad. Yes. Um, and how amazing that he's getting a chance to tell his story. Yeah. You know, it's like it, we, we've heard this, this saying over and over again now, but it's true. Representation matters. And it's not just what you think it is. It's not the color of someone's skin or, you know, it's, mm -hmm, it, it mm -hmm. goes way beyond that. So mm -hmm. that's exciting. That's really, that's really cool. And he's forced by, by his presence and him and using his voice away. And we need this. And this is going to sound harsh, but it, it forces us to pay attention. Yeah. And yeah. we need to be forced to pay attention to things that we don't, that aren't part of our experience. Right. And it's so brave that he's doing it and and he's hilarious and and brilliant and and wonderful so go get him girl <laughs> ryan j haddad see wait Cheryl's. did you just hear the doorbell ring is somebody here were we expecting company wait a minute i uh, think oh, i did wait, i think there's somebody at the door who is oh my god oh listeners we have a treat for you our second guest has been in shows like The Bridges of Madison County, Fiddler on the Roof, Finding Neverland, but she is most known for her amazing performance as Elphaba in Wicked. She has performed at Carnegie Hall twice, and she recently completed a tour. Maybe she didn't complete it, but she'll tell us what the real answer is when she comes on. Ladies and gentlemen, my good, good friend, Jessica Vosk. Yay! Ding dong. <laughs> Ding dong, Ding dong, darling. Uh, Jessica Vosk, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm a real big fan and you've been really busy. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's sort of, um, it, it's one of those things where you don't realize how busy you are until you get a moment to lay down. Uh-huh. And <laughs> then it all comes crashing down around you. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And you're like, where, how did I end up on the floor? Yeah, you're like, how did it, where, you know, where did those drugs come from? <laughs> what, Who's you know? that? Do I need to call the police? Yeah. Have they been called like, already? Did Hi, I need nice to, to meet you. Yeah. See you again. I'm not sure. Yeah. Who is that person? Right. Do I know <laughs> them? Sure. 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 Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm true. I'm coming up on my last week of my very first solo concert tour of 20 dates in two months. And I could take a nap. Yeah. Vosk loves a nap. There are a few, are there are a few things that are like right, like true, very, very, very true truths. Spindrift, oh, Fred Vosk, oh. and naps. Those are oh. like Jessica's, you know, right? Those are like your top oh. three, I would say, I, right? Those honestly, are... throw in like a an iced coffee at yeah, some point, yeah, and like yeah. then you've got the bobblehead. You just got That's the right. bobblehead. <laughs> oh my gosh, you have those merch, merch. You're on tour. Yeah, I had, you know, it's funny. I've I've had a couple people give me, you know, little bobblehead dolls of myself that they've made. Oh and now I'm like, you know, I gotta get my shit together. Are they cute? You know? They're really cute. One of them is my replica dress from my Carnegie Hall debut. Another one is me, you know, with a hat and my dog and a coffee. I mean, it's they're cute. they're intricate. Cute. They know you. They do know, they know you. you. Yeah. Yeah. Cute and, and slightly spooky. Can I ask a question? <laughs> you as must. A, as uh, out there. So you went on tour with The Wicked and then you came to the Broadway with The Wicked and you you made a splash and were a sensation with The Wicked. And 
and then I felt like like that all of a sudden, can you just tell us what the journey was from from arriving on Broadway in this huge role to now doing the concerts? How did Carnegie Hall come up? Doing a solo yeah. concert at Carnegie Hall, that's insane. Yeah, that's it was so, so it was just like, you know, one of those things that you that you don't even realize is happening because it's so surreal. And uh, it just turns out that, you know, from when I was doing Wicked on Broadway, the booker from Carnegie Hall came to see the show and loved it. And I never knew that they came to see the show. But but since they first came to see me in Wicked, they subsequently came a couple of other times and then started to follow me around at different appearances I was making and then approached me with an idea of putting a show together. And, and it kind of was born that way. And they, I remember getting an email at the very beginning in February of 2020, when I was out in California teaching, I got an email from Carnegie Hall that said, your date of your show is in the books. It will be, you know, in 2021 and, uh, you know, get ready. And then all of a sudden the great <laughs> pandemic happened. And I was yeah. like, Louise. Uh, oh God, <laughs> you know, but I like, I remember documenting, I took out my, I took out my, um, computer phone and I uh and I just took a video because I started crying because I thought this is just one of those things that only happens once when when you get told you're gonna make your Carnegie Hall debut and um yeah and like shared it with a couple of friends you were probably one of them and it was um one of those things that when the pandemic happened and you know I learned you know how to bake bread and a little bit about real estate I I thought is this actually like gonna happen next year and and lo and behold it did and so it's just been this amazing wild ride and then you know with it within the same season I got to come back and do a Judy Garland tribute and it's just been this really um very very cool scary um phenomenal thing that I that I get to do that I know how lucky I am to, and to get to do it and I don't know if a lot of people know this, or maybe they do, but you came from a completely different professional background. Yeah, before I mean, you started doing theater. You were working in finance. I sure was. So, like, I was just a, you know, nine to fiver, Ann Taylor Loft, hey, you guys, um, <laughs> shopper and finance gal for like almost three years out of college, and Montclair you know, State University. Montclair State University. I, you know didn't major in theater. I majored in investor relations and communications. And so it just is like, took a, took a risk on myself, left the job, pounded the pavement, did it, you know, as much of the hustle as we all know, which is such a thing. And yeah, I just don't ever think the hustle stops. I've, I'm just one of those people that always feels like if you get too comfortable, you're in the wrong place. Mm. So my, you- uh, and we met, I think Paul Gimignani gave you one of your first gigs. Is that right? And then we he ended did. up we ended up working at the O'Neill, Eugene O'Neill Theater Center um, with Alex. Paul's That's right. Son. That's right. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. the Gimignani family, I mean, Paul Gimignani gave me my very first couple of big gigs as a professional person. And so he's he was one of my mentors for so long and helped me cut my teeth, sort of threw me into the deep end, no swimmies, said, you know, hey, kid, you know, 
I want you to do this, this, that, and the other thing and never be late. And if you say you can read music, you better know how to read music. And it just was this amazing thing that I learned, you know, how to do. And, and yeah, yeah. It's just, there's no mistakes. There's, there's no mistakes. Wonderful person to have in your corner to, 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 (laughs) to champion you like that. My other question for you is as an actress, did you ever see this coming, this concert, solo concert life? Uh, and, and what do you, and do you love the solo con- concert life in a way that you don't love the acting thing or do you miss it? Um, You know, I actually really do miss it. I, I love, um, I love something about creating a role and putting your own spin on it. Even if, you know, you happen to be replacing, which is what I did with Wicked. Um, you know, but after Wicked, when I had jumped into a couple original shows like Becoming Nancy or subsequently a couple shows after that to get to create a character and bring something to inception from rehearsal room to stage, I just find that to be so incredibly cool. But at the same time, I uh, I, I did not realize that a solo tour could be in the books uh, on this scale, which is so cool. And it's been... It's been incredibly, first of all, you know, I can only keep it 100 and people know this about me. So it's exhausting. Yeah, it is. It's the kind of thing where if you've been on a a production contract tour, like when I toured with Wicked or people who are out, who've been out there with Lion King or, you know, insert tour here. When you're with a group of people and you're traveling from city to city, you have, you know, if it's a great production contract, a la Hamilton, you're there for eight weeks at a time and you're sitting down in a city, you're, you know, you've got a budget and you've got your ducks in a row and everybody travels together. And when you're doing a solo tour, like this is all you. So when people are coming to see the show, it's like, it's your show. So there's a ton of pressure that I put on myself. That's a different kind of pressure than being in a Broadway show. Um, because I'm going to new markets, some of which I've never been to before. Uh, and it's it's really crazy, It's but it's amazing. It's kind of been going as well, knock wood, as it possibly could. And um, bet your bottom dollar I'm ready for a break, but like, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's been kind of incredible. It's very What's cool. It's, a, uh, it's, it's unexpected too. You don't see a lot of Broadway actresses take this trajectory to, to yeah, go out and, and solo headline to this degree very oh, thanks, often. Ben. Really cool. That is Thank so you. true. I, I was going to ask what, what's been your favorite city so far? Or is Ooh. there like, a, is there an, is there an experience or a city that stands out to you? I had a blast in Scottsdale, Arizona, for some reason. I mean, that probably, you know, Luxury. they, they put me up at a, at this like truly most bougie hotel, which like just made me feel, I even told the audience this because my shows are somewhat like comedy shows. I'm learning is that, you know, I don't script my shows. So I talk about the cities that I'm in and, and truly the vibe yeah. of Scottsdale is very much like, you know, in the sixties, like where mommy would go for a rest. And like, it's just right. like, mommy goes to that hotel for a rest. But like, what it really is, is like, a couple Valium and, a, and like, uh-huh. you know, and like, and I, I just, and a fi- like you come back and they're like, Oh my God, you look totally different. And you're like, yeah, I had three days of sleep. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, and so like that city knocked my socks off. I had a blast in Salt Lake city, Utah. Boston was incredible. DC was incredible. 
Um, at the end of this week, I go to Kristen Chenoweth's theater in Oklahoma. Um, fun. And so I've never been down there. Yeah. So I'm super psyched about that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been, it's been one of those things where you surprise yourself with how, how strong you are to get through these kinds of things. Cause it's a lot of travel and, yeah. you know, it's, it's like, it's like us actors. It's like you get done with a show every single night and you come home to your dog. That's like, I have to poop. And like, if you don't pick it up, like, I literally don't care about you. Like, what, why are you, why don't you feed me? Like, where the fuck have you been? That's what, that's what tours like, except you come to a hotel room and you're like, what, like, do I have a snack? Is there a turkey pepperoni? Like there's, it's a whole, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> turkey pepperoni. so good for the cords too. It's honestly like nice soothing, really salt and vinegar uh -huh. chip. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's for my voice. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, there is that voice. Also <laughs> just. Uh, big fan Voss. of the album. Big fan of, fan of your album as well, Miss Voss. Oh, thank I, you. I, I I love it. I'm simply wild about your nobody side. Oh, thanks. I thanks. I want it to be known. To we just all talked about that song the other day, didn't we? In one of we our did, other because, episodes, we were talking yeah, about because, chess. Because I was saying chess is one of my top favorite Broadway cast albums. Very hard to find now. The original Broadway cast album, nearly impossible, frankly. But it's one of my favorite albums because you're never really going to see it done anywhere. Yeah. And if you do, maybe you don't want to actually see it done, but you want to listen to it like crazy. Oh, you sure do. Yeah, you sure yeah. do. But I love your, I love your nobody side. That's well, on the thank album. you. Available thank you. on all streaming services now. Yeah. I just love you. Free so. Spirit, yes, is what it's called. Wild and Free. Wild and Free, that's it. But, you know, the same. It's the same thing. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> potato, potato. Um, there, it there it is again, Idaho. There it again. We're back to Idaho. Oh. Um, all right, Jessica Vosk, are you ready to, oh, to, God. to hit us with, yeah. with some listicle? Yeah. Listen, don't feel nervous. I'm... It's your list. It's your life. It's your choices. That's right. And that's our mantra. <laughs> You um, know the internalized loathing that can come along with having to make a list. It's an actually, loathing. it's very, very, how dare you, number one and number two. You're welcome. Um, uh, and number two, like, as a Libra, like, it's really hard for me to really get a balanced list, not to make it astrological, but, you know, it's hard. My dentist is a Libra and, and it's very hard for her to make a decision too. I learned that earlier Are today. You, but that's... Wait, do you know your dentist? Wait a minute. Really? No. You know she told me that today that oh. she was a Libra as she was telling me she thought I should go get my dental work done elsewhere. So for wow. all the Libras out there, I, this is something for me and my therapist. Maybe that's for the bonus for episode. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, but, how very Libra of her to be like, I love doing, I love cleaning your teeth. You might want to go somewhere else. I don't want you to, but you could if you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm certainly not suggesting that you should, but maybe it would be a good idea. Right. But if you want it an was, option. It was yeah. more of a like, if you want this done well, I can't guarantee you that we're not going to fuck this up too bad. Wow. So, so wow. save yourself kind of deal. Uh, this That's... was at the this was at the NYU Dental School, my friends. So she's not a she's not out on her own shooting herself in the foot. But okay, she is okay. going to dental school. Okay, the, that's like very Aveda school salon. Totally, very, you know? very much. Yeah, 
Yeah. Also, if you're out there and you're listening and if you're a big fan and you happen to be a dentist or a prostodontist or um, a periodontist, uh, please do hit me up. Slide into my DMs uh, if you'd like to give me a special deal. I'm looking for new front teeth. Well, All right, I mean, great. honestly, the specifics of it, so we, you know, we love somebody who knows what they want. Mm. Mm-hmm. We do. We really do. You know? Um, and we love somebody who I... tells you they can't give it to you. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? If so- Listen, if somebody can be honest right off the bat and they can say, look, if I were going to get a Brazilian butt lift down under somewhere and they said, I just don't think that this is going to be good for you, you know, I, I would say fine. When someone tells you who they are or what they're like not, in Australia? believe them. Like down- <laughs> yeah, down under. I can't do this butt lift for you. I'm sorry. For you. You know, sorry. it doesn't. Honestly, it's not gonna make it work. It's not gonna yeah. ever. It's not gonna ever look better than it does now. <laughs> this is how Jessica and I talk. It's true. Time. It's very true. I can't do an Australian Walking accent Walking up and down the aisles of Target. I know. Oh. I, Target's for theater people. I don't care it what is. you say. Like Target's fucking for theater people. If you walk around there and you can't like put a show together in the first two seconds from the dollar section when you first walk in there, and you're like, "Let right. me grab." Like, oh, look, there's some confetti. There's yeah. some kind of noisemaker. And sure. like, like, guys, get it together. Didn't know I needed that. Then you're creatively dead right. inside. They also, if you've got to get the Target peanut butter monster. If you're a snacker, get peanut butter monster. It's in the bag. It's usually near the checkout. It's Target brand, good day theater, peanut butter monster. It's delicious. Okay. Maybe that's why I have no teeth. Um, wow, okay. Let's get back to circle, about. babe. That was yeah, really something to think about. Now yeah. here's what, like, here's my question. <clears throat> Do I explain yes. why I love these movies? Do I explain why? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. If you'd like, yeah. I mean, you also don't have to, but we may oh. ask. Oh God, it's, it's just really, so it's a really hard. bad choice. I'm just kidding. All right, let the great count downing or counting down. Let the count. Let's start. Okay. All right, uh, let's to get us going. I got to recap because we're doing our top five favorite movie musicals, uh, uh, and here were my ten through six. Number ten, Singing in the Rain. Number nine, West Side Story, either one. I love them both. I thought they were both brilliant films. You can watch either one, you're good to go. Number eight, Cabaret. It's an art film, it's a musical, it's Liza, it's got everything. Number seven, uh-huh, A Star is Born, 1954, Judy Garland, A Star is Born. And number six, Funny Girl. All right. Great. Those are my, that's my 10 through six. And now... Here is my number five. Okay. My I've been really wibbly wobbly and wishy washy and snuffy sneezy. These are not things. Um, about my ten through six and my fifteen through eleven, but I feel rock solid about my five through one. So number five, I'm gonna blow your minds, my friends. Number I five, best movie musical. It's a package deal. It is all three of the original Muppet films. Muppet Movie, Great Muppet Caper, and The Muppets Take Manhattan are unquestionably, first of all, The Great Muppet Caper alone is my favorite movie of all time. I think it is the greatest piece of cinema we'll get a chance to experience in this lifetime. 
because it is such a silly goofball musical and knows it's a musical. The whole opening number is called It's a Movie. You can watch it all develop starring every. <laughs> it's insane. And there's like chickens falling through potholes and Kermie and Fozzie are supposed to be identical twins. It's come on. It's too funny. And in The Great Muppet Caper, there is a full Miss Piggy sparklers on her head water ballet while Charles Grodin <sighs> sings in a dubbed voice in a floating bubble above her. I, it doesn't get better. Uh, in movie musicals than those first three Muppets Take Manhattan, Muppet Movie, Great Muppet Caper. Wish uh, that's a full wash for number five. Do you like it? What do you think? Oh my gosh, yeah. validate me. That's I love that. I love that. And when I was when I was putting my list together, I I it was it came up, but I was like, ah, oh, I don't know the movies well enough to put it up. Mm. It was on one of those movies that we were talking yeah. about before that like there are so many that I feel like I should have on my list. Um or that like that are sort of like universally top 10 or whatever. So I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy that it's, that it's made someone's list. It's oh, here. I love it's the Muppets. Now. I just happen yeah, to think so many, Muppets? so many people are absolute Muppets. Um, oh, yeah. I, you know, I personally, I've likened myself to a fraggle or two, you know what I mean? The Jim Henson yeah, universe, yeah. massive, fantastic, fanatical. There's a reason why it never goes out of style. And they're, it's and they're genius. Music. They're musicals that are obsessed. The whole Muppets Take Manhattan yes. is literally about them writing a Broadway show and bringing it to New York City and not and literally knocking on doors trying to get a musical full of bears and chickens and frogs and things. Ugh, and it ends in a big wedding. You guys, ugh, get into it. Okay, Cheryl's. I'm into it. All right. Give me that red so, hot recap. Here's my red hot recap. <laughs> Love that. Thanks, alliteration. All right. My number 10, Hairspray. Uh, my number nine threw everyone for a loop last week. Purple Rain, Prince. <gasps> oh my God. Ugh, yeah. Right? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, number eight, also Stars Born. Uh, I was leaning more towards the 20, is it 2020? No, when did it come out? 2019? The late But you guys lot. watch me loving the Streisand Stars Born. Like, yeah. me, look at me like B siding this. See? I know. But I know. It's for all people. I know. That's what we're learning. It's for all people. Mm -hmm. uh, number seven, fame, obviously. Yeah. Um, and number six, 1969, Sweet Charity. Ooh. Um, right? Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I was saying last week, too, that there's a lot of Bob Fosse up and through my, up and through my, up and through my shit. Uh, but not my number five. And number five, I'm going to be honest with you, is a tie because I can't count. And I had 11 here. Oh, great. And so as I was going through my top five today, I was like, one, two, three, four, five, six. Nope, that's wrong. But I didn't want to eliminate anything. And the my number five tie is uh, are two movie musicals that both encouraged and inspired me to do theater. So I'm keeping them. Uh, and they are West Side Story, the original, and a chorus line. Mm. the chorus line film chorus line the chorus line film mm -hmm. i remember being what like 11 or 12 years old having sleepovers and my friend sarah stimmel not sarah stribble who's also from pittsburgh sarah stimmel would bring the, her vhs cassette tape of the chorus line movie and we would stay up all night and watch it i think i like my friends would all fall asleep and i would stay up in like my dark like game room or whatever and just watch the movie over and over again. I was so blown away. The dancing and the it just like all of it. 
I just like, imagine I studied if, it. Imagine if you were like, I, my, I'm, my fifth and sixth uh, movie is Every Little Step. Um, <laughs> and I watch I'm it in that. to make myself I'm anxious. <laughs> I talked about this before, Jess. I'm in it. And I had, I was doing Wicked at the time and I had just done the master cleanse. So there's, there's like one cut to me in this red unitard. I, my hair is like wild and I have my hands on my hips. I don't know what Jay Bender, God rest his soul is saying, but I like, I look like I want to kill him. And I, I love Jay. So I don't know what. That's because like, you were hungry, girl. That's I was hungry. hungry. I was like, That's where's all. my lemonade? Where's yeah. my lemonade? Like, where's where's the my broth? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, The Chorus Line movie, and this is where you're going to get beef from the Chorus Line purist, because I also, I'm with you, Cheryl's. Yeah. I love the Chorus Line movie, and I thought it was, I found it very sexual for some reason as a young boy. It was I don't pretty sexual. Yeah, yeah. I found it very kind of hot, but they had, they have the, let me dance for you, let me try, yes. which is a bop. Yes. And I, I think I knew, again, like I talk about this a lot, but we would use so many songs, so, so many show tunes in dance competitions. And I knew that song first from like Abby using it for some, for someone's dance, you know, someone's solo number. Yeah, it was amazing. And West Side Story too. I mean, like that's like, I remember being in the seventh grade and my music teacher taught us about West Side Story. So we watched it in, in class and I was just like, oh, this is incredible. I want to do this. And I did play Anita actually in North Carolina, but wow, <laughs> yeah. You guys have Anita in common though, too, isn't there? There you have a recording of you doing Anita, right, Jess? I, I did a concert in two thousand fourteen. Right. No, no, longer yeah. ago. I think it was one almost like a couple years after I left finance. Oh, okay. Um, but with the San Francisco Symphony with Michael Tilson Thomas, ah. that was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. Very cool. Very, very cool. cool. Is it my turn? It's oh your turn, special guest. Oh. Um, as a kid, I absolutely loved, even though it wasn't her real voice, I really enjoyed Audrey Hepburn and My Fair Lady. Hmm. That's mm -hmm. a good one. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, um, sure. Who was the voice? Marnie Nixon? I swear it was Marnie Nixon. Was or was voice. it Julie Andrews? Oh, I can't imagine. I'm sure Julie was fit to be tied about the whole thing. She could have been. I mean, I just, I don't know. There was something for me so very cool about, I, I love period pieces like that. I loved mm. watching, um, I mean, my imagination would run wild. Wasn't it Rex Harrison? No, of course. Um, and... I just thought Audrey Hepburn hung the moon. I thought she was yeah. so phenomenal in every that's a, way. That's a solid number five. I'm into that one. I that Marty, was it like, was Marty Nixon. It was, it was yeah. uh -huh. mm, like if even you though even though Audrey Hepburn trained at length, uh, trained her voice to actually be able to sing it, and then they replaced her with her singing voice with Marty Nixon. Scandalo. I mean, you know she's Marty Nixon. Excellent. Yeah. Ben, was that like, did you think that was not so good, Ben? Was that like not a good- My Fair Lady? Yeah. No, I thought it was great. I just did some oh, hand okay. clapping. Okay, okay, good. Okay, good. But, but this is yeah. the stuff that comes up, isn't it? This is the like, oh my gosh, my list. Well, it's, it, it makes, it's just a whole different meaning of imposter syndrome. Yeah, that's- yeah, Do you <laughs> do you accept me for my list? Do you, am no, I, it's is, good. Is my list good. good enough for, yeah. Like going it's to Flaming what? Saddles and dancing. Oh my, you know, oh my God. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, 
my god i uh, always feel like an imposter at flaming saddles i'm not gonna lie to you i don't know that i've ever walked in there and been like you know what i've got right these faggots fooled oh, i feel <laughs> great about myself yeehaw there's not what i belong here they're pouring this tequila down my throat because they think I'm hot. These okay. gays, they're trying to murder me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, In yes, cowboy yes. costumes. All right, here we go. Number four. Hit us. Uh, uh, okay, this not came out not long after I guess I moved to New York or was, I don't know, maybe it was already in the biz. Uh, but I saw it at the Paris Theater Um and it was such an experience and it was such a big deal and it's still a big deal. And it's one of my favorite things that's ever been put on film. Moulin Rouge, the movie is my number four. Moulin totally Rouge. Totally thought about putting it in my my it's, top visiting. Yeah, it's Ugh. in my, it's in the orbit of of, of my top 10, but it didn't, it didn't make the cut. Tell me if that is on TV and you're just doing some channel oh surfing, my God, are you're you not going to stop right there yeah. and be like, well, thank God I can live oh. in the Moulin Rouge for a little while. Anytime he's like, my gift is my song. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know? And the moon is singing opera and it's oh, just please. so vibrant yeah. and stylized and oh. it's campy and it's beautiful. And the like, it's just, I, I love the musical, but it will never be the film. The, oh, the, what fi they could uh, do the film the just took me on a journey which is french for journey mm. through this really yeah, 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 beautiful yeah. uh mercy mm. and oui, oui, through just oui, oui. A, like oh the whole roxanne number the film diversion number again not to take away from the fabulousness of the broadway yeah. musical but i mean listen i even loved mimicking nicole kidman yeah I, yep. her voice listen. i even loved it i just yep. You can barely hear her on the movie and they yeah. can turn her up as loud as you want and I'm still sold on it. That's it. I can't I understand care. a lot of what she's saying. I will thank the Broadway musical for getting me some of those lyrics to um, to yeah. Diamonds Are Girl's Best Friend that I, I didn't mean, know. I mean, now you know. <laughs> yes, now you know. We live, I, we learn. I have a very, I have a, I have a very specific Moulin Rouge experience. I was dating a guy, was working at J. Crew. And I was dating this guy and he disappeared. We were both, we both worked at J. Crew and he disappeared. And I was like, what happened? Well, what I didn't realize is that, I mean, I, yeah, I can talk about it, who cares? Um, he and another guy that were working there were stealing from the store. They were working at another store. I had moved to another and they were, they were stealing. They had this whole like credit card theft scheme. And they got like escorted out in handcuffs. And this guy, and so like I think in an effort to keep me out of everything, he just stopped talking to me. Like I sent him IMs on good old, you know, American <sighs> instant messenger. He wouldn't respond. I was just like brokenhearted. And and it was right before Valentine's Day. So on Valentine's Day, I was with a bunch of my friends and they were like, What are you gonna do today? And everyone was looking at me like I was terminally ill. You know, people look at you and they sort of are like, Hey, every day. Yeah. How are you? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, Moulin Rouge is out. Maybe I'll like go to Blockbuster and rent it. So I'm watching this movie. I have a pint of Haagen-Dazs ice cream and the end happens. And I was, and I'm like sobbing. I had been like very stoic about life, the breakup, everything until I watched Moulin Rouge. Mm -hmm. And I was like, halfway wow. through, I start sobbing. And I said out loud to no one but myself in my little studio apartment or my college dorm, told me this was a sad movie i had no idea what the ending was so i'm sitting here on valentine's day crying in my hagen dazs watching moulin rouge which i really loved but i just wasn't expecting it to be the sad movie that it was so maybe that's why i didn't end up on my list 
Well, you I have think a trauma. I have attached. attached. Yeah. Also, I think that I you can talk to ice cream. So I'm not sure you were saying it to no That's one. That's true. That's if anyone's gonna listen to you, it's Hogan Dawes. You know what? You're right. You're right. I stand corrected. I have found. Oh. <laughs> she dies at the end. Spoiler alert, everyone. She I was dies. like, what is happening? I had no, I had no idea. I somehow missed that part of the movie. Or the, well, yeah, part. yeah. You're like, stop, about stop it. coughing into the napkin. Well, they keep telling you, they kept saying it was a love story. And then when she coughed into the napkin, I was like, oh shit, she's got the consumption. I knew it. I knew it. What? Well, uh, listen. That girl's got halfway the consumption. Through, halfway through, you're like, oh, green juice. It's a alcohol and yeah. an exit. You know, yeah, you, exactly. it's all, you know. But didn't you just want to go out and like binge some absinthe? Yes. Totally. Sure. I, don't, I don't know that you can or that if it's made like that anymore, but I was like, look, gotta get my hands on some of that. Oh, I'm yeah. sure you, I, I definitely think absinthe is a thing. We, the, it's still, it, it's still a very much like people pleasing, go to a party. I mean, we went to the, I, I remember going to that opening of the Picasso. Isn't that what it was? It's like the the big Van warehouse, Gogh. the Van Gogh, the Van, Van Gogh, Gogh. Yeah. Oh, the David Corrin's one. one. Yes, the Dave Corrin's one. Yeah, and uh, and opening night, the whole vibe was around absinthe. It was Ooh. a whole thing. It was a whole thing, and so I think, you know, the people who really went in, they didn't know who they were by the end. But that's the point. <laughs> you know, that's the point. <laughs> they got lost in their choices. You're watching sunflowers melt on a giant screen. Yeah, truly, you're, you think your own ear you came are? off? It's a whole, it's like right. a whole thing. Damn it, Vosk. I was gonna, I was getting in for the ear joke. Has anyone seen my ear? Yeah, I and can't then you just like, oh, my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Oh, god, it's my turn. I talked through that whole through your whole choice, but my, it's, it's time for my number four. I'm very excited about my number four. And Charles, I too actually. I didn't look at my top five, which I mean, which is clear because I had a, an accidental tie, but I was the same way. Like my top five, I was very sure about. It was everything else that I was a sort of like rearranging, but I, I'm with you on this. Um, my number four was also a a musical, a Broadway a stage musical, but I prefer the film. It's uh, It's been done twice, but I'm going with the original and it is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure, of course. Okay, yeah. Gene Wilder. Absolutely. Um, and I would, what'd you say? It's creepy. It's creepy. Gene Wilder is creepy in that. Gene Wilder is creepy. And I, I didn't see the Johnny Depp one, uh, the Tim Burton version, but I'm, I'm sure it is, they, they sort of leaned into that too. It, but for, Yeah, look creepier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But that original, I mean, like, again, like childhood nostalgia, seeing that in school and like, also, I was like, why are they showing us this? It's very dark and they're mean to children, but I love it. Yeah, it, it's a it's a it's also somewhat traumatic to watch. You're like, yeah. am I going to blow up like a blueberry? Am I gonna, like, am I can I lick wallpaper? Like, is yeah. it a thing? You know, <laughs> am I going to burp I my way into being sliced and diced? Exactly. <laughs> Which are come on, yeah. bring it on, sis. Yeah. But I also was always like, where is my golden ticket? I can't tell you how many chocolate bars I went through looking for a, looking for a golden ticket. And I never found one. Uh, and you never will. Keep, <laughs> keep that optimism, baby. Yeah. Keep keep open on those rappers. Actually, that's a really that's a really good segue into the song that I want to play from that film, which is Cheer Up, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, that's excellent. Nice. By all means. Oh. Cheer up, Charlie. Give me a smile. 
What happened to that smile I used to know? Don't you know your grin has always been my sunshine? Let that sunshine show. Come on, Charlie. No need to frown. Deep down, you know the world is still your toy. So pretty. When the world gets heavy, never pit a atom up and atom boy. Someday. Ah yes. Ah, I was actually going to choose um, Pure Imagination and then I pulled it up on Spotify and I was like, no, it's Cheer Up Charlie. So what a beautiful I mean, song. Also, that is in my concert, Pure Imagination. I've put that in oh. my concert. I actually think it's such a beautiful, beautiful piece. It is. It is. It's a yeah. gorgeous song. Yeah. Even listening to that just now, though, I had a whole cinematic vision of this movie flash. It's so embedded in me because I saw it so young. Yes. That even listening to it just now made me feel like I was going to have to go and find where my parents were um, to make sure that everything was still okay. You know what I mean? Waking up yes. in the middle of the night after having watched that movie. Still a little, <laughs> little creepy. But I will tell you, to your point of having this on your list couple of people that I've talked to just to kind of gauge where their minds were. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has that on their list. Yeah. Wow. Like, well, obviously Willy Wonka. Yeah. So and I think it's such a part of ch your childhood experience too, that it's one of those ones that stays with you. Mm -hmm. The stage version did really well in the West end. Didn't oh. last as long here in, in New York, but it was, it, it was, a, it ran for a long time. And I think it transferred from there, from here, for, from London first. They made a lot of changes to it when it came here, one of which was that they had adults play the children. Yes. But if you listen to the British recording with Douglas Hodge, yeah. um, it is wild uh, in a way that I that I think, I mean, I didn't see it there. Sounds very cool to me. Yeah, I didn't either. I'm going to segue us. Um, number four, again, it's definitely a staged musical, but I don't even know if I've seen it as a musical. This is one of those films that I could watch every single time it's on. I know it's seasonal, but it's White Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh. I knew that I was going to show up on someone's list. I just uh -huh. think, I think the dancing is, is bar none. Absolutely. Like some of the craziest shit that you've ever seen. The mm -hmm. storyline is so fabulous. It's just like uh, uh, two gals about. <laughs> <laughs> winter stock i mean it's just so good I, yeah. I think the i just think it's fantastic i love the film i would i could watch it all the time um and there's just something about the choreography that is that's is stunning it's just and so the solid. old the oldsy timesy movie glamour of it too i think yeah oh costuming it is. It's and very glam. yeah it's like <laughs> that that kind of simplicity where we can almost now go oh my god things aren't busy enough because it's so simple and there's not, you know, the lines are not crazy and everything, you know, reads kind of simple and slow, but at the same time, I feel like there's a reason for that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And the, that film always just strikes me as like stomp dead in my tracks, at least, I mean, for the choreography alone, but the fact that they did it all, I mean, that's true triple threat shit. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Let's play 
one of my favorite songs from White Christmas called Sisters. Sisters, sisters, there were never such devoted sisters. Never had to have a chaperone, no sir. I'm there to keep my eye on her. Caring, sharing, every little thing that we are wearing. When a certain gentleman arrived from Rome, she wore the dress and I stayed home. All kinds of weather. We wow, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Obsessive Stop sharing time. that with you guys. With you two, you're like my sisters. That's right. What's great about that song too is the is the is the uh, the undercurrent of of rage and hostility. Yes, that's exactly. so it's, magical. Like that's what's so great fit, about it. You know, jealousy was too many syllables. Absolutely, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, kill yeah. you, <laughs> murder you in your sleep. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, <laughs> and that works for me. <laughs> Should I do my number three? Here we yeah, go. I'm very excited. Number three. I don't know how you're going to feel about this, um, but I feel good about it. So it's Hello, Dolly. Yeah. The Hello, it. Dolly film is spectacular. I've never seen it, actually. It is. What? Cinematically, yeah. absolutely gorgeous. It creates such a fantasy world of this um, turn of the century, New York City and coming down to Yonkers and and gets to do all the wonderful things that they can't do on stage. But, you know, before the parade passes by and uh. Sunday comes, they get these like really crazy for how old that film is. These really incredible aerial shots of this, of like hundreds of people marching and high-stepping down the street led by Tommy Toon. And of course, I, I know Carol Channing would, would skewer me, but Barbara Streisand's sensational in the movie. She's way uh. too young. She's, she's so way good, too though. young. She's so good. But it is so fabulous. You go your way, I'll go mine. It's oh. so <laughs> it's utterly delightful. Horace Vandergelder. Oh. Michael, Michael Crawford, Tommy Toon, um, Walter Matthau is Horace Vandergelder. Oh, wow. That's right. Hermogeny as can be. And um, it is a beautiful, beautiful movie. And uh, it's Next time it's on Turner Classic Movies, just give yourself a moment, snuggle oh. up to your favorite gummy bear and let that wash over you because you're like, wait a minute, this is Bafo Sacco. It is beautiful, the Hello Dolly movie. Sorry, Carol. <laughs> oh, she's all getting right. so mad at me, Carol. I can feel right. it. I can feel it. She's forgiving. She, she is? I don't know. She, okay. seems, like <laughs> she seems like a perfectionist to me. Corn. When did she, when did she have corn? <laughs> um, oh, but they did change the the opening number for the film from the Broadway show, right? The Broadway show has I Put My Hand in There, and um, the film has Just Leave Everything to Me, which I will get blasted by some people who hear this, I think is a, a better song. Samesies. You know what? Let's take a little listen to that song. If you want your daughter dated or some marriage consummated for a rather modest fee. If you want a husband spotted, boyfriend traced, or chicken potted, I'll arrange for making all arrangements. Just leave everything to me. Yeah, it's so good. Just, I need to so watch good. that. Okay, I'll yeah, watch it. It's wonderful. Just leave everything to me. Oh, it's so good. It's oh my so gosh, good. put it in your next concert. Oh, that's actually a great idea. Oh, that's a really good idea. That's a great idea. Off the beat. I love path. it. 
Um, All right, Charles. Number three. It's getting hot up in here. Top three. Big I energy. sense that we are going to have, you and I might have some similarities. Maybe, or maybe not. This category is so vast that maybe we won't. But You think um, our top three is going to intersect? I think there's going to be some intersection based on what I think I know what it will be, too. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, but my number three, as I said in other episodes, this show is very personal to me. So I could not leave it off of my list. My number three. 1978, don't ask me how I know that, is The Wiz. Ooh. For sure. Quincy yeah. Jones did, did the music. Richard Pryor was The Wiz. Diana Ross, Michael Jackson. Hint, is it Hinton? Yeah, was Hinton Battle in it? No. I'm pretty sure. I, yes. Uh, I thought so. No. Really? Hinton did Battle was in it. He did it on stage. He did it on stage. The It's the guy who did The Lion did them both. And his name, he wanted to tell you his name oh, is yes. Ted, Ted Arthur? Ted no, no, Ted Arthur's no. the MD from Ted Arthur's our MD friend. That's a wonderful oh. piano player. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Um, I know his name anyway. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I forget. Uh Lena Horn. And Lena Horn played oh. Linda, who's in which is the song I want to play. I want to play a little bit of Believe in Yourself, but she murders. She was like, I don't have to hold it till the end. I'll just, I'll just cut off. Yeah, she's a queen. Because I believe in myself, you know. When you're Lena Horn, cut off when you want to. Oh, Get a do it named after you. It's her life, her her list. Uh, to to your point, in that yeah. there the the ease on down the road moment in the film is oh my god, so fucking great <laughs> yes. and so wild with Michael Jackson. But even oh. wilder still is um a brand new day. Do, that whole no sequence, bad news. No, oh my bad. gosh! I, I watched I I watched some clips of that last week, and I was and it actually when we did the Wiz live, it's very similar. And I when we were doing it, I was like, "What the fuck are we doing?" I forgot <laughs> that that scene is very much like that, and like you just see like the pot like the poppies coming in, and they're like they've been arrested, and they have to work at this factory, and then these like crazy looking people in these crazy costumes. It's the seventies, babe. It's it, 70s. Oh my gosh! It's like one big acid trip. It is I was going to say big that. acid trip. But then at the end of Brand New Day, they do that whole thing where they're all of the crazy, they're in those crazy costumes. And then they all strip them off. And they're all, it's like Alvin Ailey's company is now there. And they're all just wearing dance belts and <laughs> leotards. And they end the whole number. And they've even parodied this on Family Guy. That's how iconic this moment is. Yes, I there's a whole that. scene in a Family Guy episode where they're just start, they're, all their arms are up and they're just kicking and kicking and <laughs> kicking and kicking. The whole ending is just them kicking nonstop with joy. It is bonkers bananas and it's magical. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it, that, that movie is a trip. You know who actually, 
I remember, I think, I think it's Shoshana. I think Shoshana Bean watches it or used to watch it every Thanksgiving. And so we spent a Thanksgiving together and she was like, you guys, we have to watch The Wiz. And we were like, what? Like, what? Okay. <laughs> Didn't know it could be a holiday movie, but it felt right. It did feel right. <laughs> See, and that's how you make a tradition. That's right. Gives you a lot to be thankful for, The Wiz. Sure does. Mm-hmm. All right, Bosk. Um, I, I'm going to go out on a limb, maybe. Please do. And say Grease. <sighs> you know, I, big fan of Olivia Newton-John. Yep. Big fan of the Johnny T at the yep. time. Nothing better than 30-year-olds playing high schoolers. Stockard C. On films, the Stockard C, you know, you're just sort of like, <laughs> like, like, are you okay? Like, I mean, you know, like how, <laughs> are you a senior? Are you a super senior? Like, They're super what? senior. Boss, we make the same jokes. I, I, listen, I can't help friendship. that we're friends. I, I know, you know, I know. But like, truly, I mean, first... Uh, the the songs all of them were earworms yeah the themes questionable at best <laughs> like you know the, the true camp of it all are we you know these days we can go into like don't change yourself for a man but back then i was like look at her she's now put the black leather on totally you know, remember when you know they were in the room and they made her try a smoke and then she vomited like <laughs> it's a whole you know a real story there, you guys. Yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe Lots Stalker Channing was there writing an article for a publication <laughs> undercover. It was like, what's that Javerian where is it 51st? No, what's right. never been kissed? Never yeah. been kissed. It's never undercover. been kissed situation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and she's like, at the end, the reveal is like, Kaniki, I'm actually your aunt. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> and he's even more turned on. And yeah, he's the- like, I dreamt about this. Yeah. <laughs> Then it becomes a Greek tragedy. Who knew? <laughs> That's our Kanicki. <laughs> Getting canasty. Oh. Thank you oh. so much. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. Oh, it's a word. It's a feeling. <laughs> it's got groove. Ram-a-lama- it's yeah. got meaning. Yeah. Ramalama ding dong. You know, like, didn't you want her to get her cosmetology degree like so bad lots going on you know a yeah. lot going on there was she making the right choices do, you know what'd you say there are worse things she could do yes and never before never again will we hear um the phrase pussy wagon huh right does it uh-oh doesn't he say in grease lightning she's a real it's a real she's a real pussy wagon that's right that's right yes Oh my gosh, Renith, I thought I was having some sort no. of like, no, you like misogynist stroke. And I'm yeah. like making up like vulgar lyrics to old movie yeah. musicals that you never existed. Some toast? Yeah. See, like, yeah. This is why Instagram is confused because you say things like pussy wagon. It's like, is he gay or not? Like what, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, oh. well, keep him guessing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank our sponsor, uh, <laughs> Pussy Wagons <laughs> of Greater Baltimore. If you are in need of a pussy wagon, we've got a deal for you. I've heard of a honey wagon, but this is ridiculous. It's actually a great, it's really a great uh, phrase. I've heard of a honey wagon, but this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. It feels very like, um, oh gosh, we're just, we're we're going to the wormhole. It feels very like um, little rascals. I've heard about, okay. (laughs) Okay. 
two more to go my friends i can't wait what will we say next what (laughs) tune in next week when you'll hear them say yeah pussy wagon (laughs) all right my number two oh boy greatest movie musical of all time I can see it in your eyes, Cheryl's. I know. I'm so Green. <laughs> and I was talking to a friend about this, and he put this in a really great way. This movie musical kind of reinvigorated the genre in modern times. They hit the nail on the head, and every music movie musical that's come out since has been trying to do it and hasn't been able to find the secret sauce. But they keep trying over and over again. Um, you know what it is. I do. It's but it's my number two, Chicago. Chicago. the The Chicago movie is brilliant. The narrative yeah. device that they used is brilliant. The, the The cast is wonderful. The style of it. They were able the orchestrations the because orchestrations they could, are bananas. Are not so because with film you can like focus in on just somebody's hip banging and add three drum beats and it just slaps you in the face with yeah. with jazz. Was that yep. Rob Marshall? Yes. You bet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Oscars everywhere, right? Didn't it? It won best movie, it won best film, didn't it, at the Oscars? Yeah. Uh Catherine Zeta Jones won. I might I think Rob Marshall won. And I think Rob did as well. And I think rightfully so. He he took it and the way he imagined it was we're all still trying to find a way to get into a musical that way on film. That's the one to beat. Except for my number one. Ah. <sighs> Cheryl's my number two number two to you is also Chicago but what it, you got... <laughs> it was one of those things too where like they he really Rob Marshall really got it right and also like it was it, it was nice to see people we knew like I remember working at the time and a bunch of our friends were hired to be in it so it was cool to see Broadway people there because you know like a lot of these with these movies they would just hire completely separate cast and it, I, maybe because Rob Marshall is a, is a Broadway guy that that he incorporated people who had done the show like Deidre Goodwin and and my friend Vicky Lambert and like there were there were people all up and through there Susie Meisner and Cell Block Tango just is like is. So, I mean, I love this number no matter where it is on stage or screen, but having Deidre Goodwin, Susie Meisner, Maya, Maya was in it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so let's listen to Soul Block Tango. My sister Veronica and I had this double act and my husband Charlie traveled around with us. Now for the last number in our act, we did these 20 acrobatic tricks in a row. One, two, three, four, five, split, spread eagles, backflips, flip-flops, one right after the other. So this one night before the show, we're down at the Hotel Cicero. The three of us boozing, having a few laughs. And we ran out of ice, so I go out to get some. I come back, open the door, and there's Veronica and Charlie doing number 17, the spread eagle. Well... I was in such a state of shock. I completely blacked out. I can't remember a thing. It wasn't until later, when I was washing the blood off my hands, I even knew they were dead. They had it coming! I mean, I could have, I could have started anywhere in that song. The opening with, with the before the voices come in too, it's just like, I mean, it's like that. The orchestrations are are like a big star of this movie. Tay Diggs. There's like so many people in this movie. 
It's incredible. Yeah, Guys, yeah. for yeah. for my number two was also Chicago. Ah! Oh, that's just. Do I need to pick a different one? No, that's the power of no, Chicago. That's, that's the power. <laughs> I mean, I just remember. Here's the thing. I quite loved the stage version as well. I think I saw. Yes. I saw. And ranking, no. And BB Newworth. No, no. I saw BB Newworth and Mary Lou Henner. Oh. And oh. I, I heard was, Mary Lou was incredible. She was out of this world. And yeah. I was like, you know, if I wasn't bitten by the bug already back then, it was just an incredible thing to see as a kid. And then you yeah. also realize that like, wasn't, wasn't Cheetah an understudy or was it Liza? That was oh. it. Like it's a famous story of having to go on. I think it was. I think it was Liza. Liza. It was Liza. I think it was Liza. Yeah. And it was like, okay, she's the understudy, and she's going on tonight, and it's her name's Liza Minnelli, and that's that. And yeah. so that's like one of those old school Broadway stories that always has stuck with me too, because you never realize who that understudy is going to be at the time, yes. and that was back when she hadn't quite yet made that name for herself and then subsequently also just and I feel like we kind of saw this or they tried to do this with nine mm -hmm. but it it just cinematography wise yeah. was so perfectly um time period wise placed it was like every and I think this is a Rob Marshall special too is just kind of every mm. instrument had a special hit with some part of the body like we talked about before yeah. the you know uh wasn't latifah in this too yes oh yeah she was, um, she was incredible yeah she was and like you know it just it's those movies where people who you don't think are going to step up to that type of role that could utterly be campy if you make it that way yeah. but at the same time the movie in my opinion because it's so different from from stage to screen, made it so much more human in watching something like that. Mm -hmm. But that's what was so fun about it is that you got these really human portrayals that then got amped up and theatricalized when they went into the fantasy world. So you kind of danced the line of like the ridiculous and and the really rooted. Yeah, yeah I think that's what I loved about it because you could see there's a relatability there. To anybody mm -hmm. who watches a film like that, where you're like, "Ooh, man, I could, I could do some shit like that." Yeah, and I, I just, do that. And, I, and I feel too like I was just having this thought as you were talking about the cinematography and everything. It's like that movie for somebody younger, or, or you know, of, of school age watching it is is the same as as like a West Side Story or Chorus Line were to us. Like those 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 movies that like you know if you're like. You live in a small town like Blackfoot, Idaho, and you don't get a lot of theater coming in. You're you're watching. You can go to the movie theater and watch watch this incredibly glamorous, um, splashy, very well crafted um, piece of theater on screen. And it's 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 hard not to get bitten by the bug if you see stuff like that. I'm sure that that film launched a thousand ships of dreams for yeah. kids. Oh I'm yeah, of yeah. It. You're like, is this even possible? Yeah. I would, yeah, I would have sprouted a third or fourth nipple if I was a kid when that came out, watching it. I mean, actually, you know, it's like, and now I'm envisioning that. Mm. You are on a roll today, Ben. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means, but I think, but I think we all do at the same time. You're yeah. on a body. You're on a body yeah. roll. A literal body <laughs> roll. 
All right. Are we ready to reveal our number ones? I, oh, now, God. I kind of thought everyone was going to choose Chicago as number one, but now I'm excited <sighs> to see what it is. Oh. There's only one choice for me that could possibly. This is so deeply ingrained in me. It is. It's going to be mine. I already know what it is. It is camp fabulous. It elevated what was put on stage. It's, um, I went to the video store every single weekend, the Sounds Easy video and pizza in Orem, Utah. (laughs) And I picked out the same movie. Well, maybe same two movies if you count Clue. uh, Every single week and watched it over and over and over again and it made me fall in love with belting it made me fall in love with harmonies uh the number one greatest movie musical of all time is little shop of horrors wow little shop of horrors good choice campbell's up in there you've got original ellen green rick moranis steve martin as the dentist the plant is crazy cool. It is so. And Tashina Arnold too, right? Oh yes. Yes. Oh yeah, it is, and it's it's so slick. They amped it up. So if you like listen to the original probably recording versus the film recording, it's it's night and day. And just from the beginning of that, alarm goes off at seven. Yeah. Ugh, I was in musical theater heaven. And I didn't even know what musical theater was. <sighs> Watching that over and over and over again. And I oh and look what I have. On VHS, just sitting here in my apartment. Did you steal it, it from the video store? That's a better story than the truth. So yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> uh, should we listen to a little bit of Suddenly Seymour? Oh, yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's hear Ellen Green belt at us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please understand that it's still strange and frightening. Losers like I've been, it's so hard to say. Suddenly, see more. Oh, come on. Yeah. Full uh, yeah. chesty belt. Oh, yep. Happening. I just, I didn't even know what it, what that sound was, but I had to have it in my life for the rest of my life. There it is. Listen, I'm not saying some of these choices haven't shown up in another part of my list. Okay. It's just like, FYI. I know another it's iteration. just so amazing how many choices there are. Yeah. yeah. This category is really, because when we, we kind of narrowed it down, Jess, but this, like this category is very, expansive i mean they're yeah there's just so many and then you hear one and you're like ah oh, shit yeah you know yeah i had that experience at dance competitions this weekend there were a couple things that came on stage and i was like oh my god wait no totally. that is yeah. yeah yes all right Charles, what's your number one okay my number one might be controversial just just now as you said little shop i was like oh that was gonna be on my top 10 and now i'm like i this is my favorite movie musical and purists might have something to say but again my life my list, my choices, my time. Um, oh God, I'm so nervous. 
Blood my number pop. one, my number one choice is Bob Fosse's All That Jazz. Ooh. Bro. This is why I say it's controversial because Ooh. I had to like go, oh, do they sing? Yeah, Ben Vereen definitely sings in it. So it qualifies as a musical. I would say right? it does. I would think it I does. would say it does, Ben. It does. And Every list that I kind of looked at as I was it's researching there. out there, it's always there. There's yeah. that crazy number with Anne Ranking and his- That's right. Her. Oh, it's so good. I just, I saw this movie and I, again, I was like, I was a kid and Roy Scheider really like stayed with me for, you know, he was just like, what did he, he had just finished doing Jaws 2. I, I was like <laughs> reading a little bit about like the timeline of this. Um, and I, I think, I think we talked about this last week too, like with Fosse Verdon coming out, it just reminded me of all these- all these projects that he that Bob Fosse did and all that jazz like really impacted me when I was I, I must have been a teenager when I saw it. Um, it was so it was like it was so sexy. It was dark. And it was like it just was it was just really like exciting to me. And I love Ben Vereen, who you and I Ben did Wicked with years later. But um, yeah, I, it was like my my introduction to Anne Ranking and just like kind of understanding what like about Bob Fosse's life. And I had started like learning about him because of Abby and like and learning in, in dance class, even though I, I don't want to give anyone too much credit on that. I did my own research. Thank you very much. But um, yeah, I was like, what is this Bob Fosse all about? And so it was like it was it was educational. And then I just like fell in love with with his brand of storytelling. Also, he is foretelling his own demise yeah. in film. I know. It's wild. And also, tell me that you didn't hit puberty. Nine or, I'm sorry, I'm back on the body thing again, but take off with us. Oh, yes. Right? Cold-hearted well, snake. Get... Huh? Cold-hearted snake. The inspiration for cold-hearted snake. Paula Abdul. Yes. Have you never seen that music video? What? I was, yes, it, yes. It but is, I, I've not. It is. Uh, whoa. Yeah. It's based off of that. Whoa. How about that? I'm telling you. He's a genius. I, I watched Fossey's the opening the other day. I just like YouTubed the opening and it's it's this whole audition sequence and they're in a theater and everyone's doing these, this. it's a dance call and it's just like, it's so good. It's just so good. And like, it's intercut with him like waking up and like <sighs> taking his speed, <laughs> whatever he, he used to do to get ready for his day because it's, it's, it's about him working on two things at once. He's staging Chicago and he was working on the film Lenny, I believe. Is that right? I think that's what it was. He was doing two things at once. And so it was, it's like, it kind of like loosely um, follows that, but it's shut. Oh, I just love it. I just love that movie so much. And that's my number one. I didn't see it coming. I know. Thank you very much. I keep thinking, I, I keep thinking of three movies. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This is where, this is where we get, this is where we get. I, uh, <laughs> Okay, if I were That'll... to say all three in a row, it was good. <laughs> if I were to say all three in a row, uh, uh, they would. I, I was thinking, yeah. Sound of Music, yeah. Rocky Horror, and Wizard of Oz. Solid choice. Yep. Solid choice. Solid cho <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the tour of Italy, please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <There> are... <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know. Wizard of Oz stands mm -hmm. up, stands the test of time yeah. forever and ever. You could play a Pink Floyd album alongside it if you wish. That's how much That's in right. the zeitgeist it is. Um, 
you know, Judy Garland's reach. We could, I could have said meet me in St. Louis. I could have done a star is born. Although this was such a monumental ahead of its time film, in my opinion, there's like few films that really hit ahead of its time. One of them is not a Mm -hmm. musical. It's called two for the road with Albert Finney and Audrey Hepburn. It's another one that I think is ahead of its time, but I don't know. I just thought Wizard of Oz, even if it was just for black and white to color at the time, even if it was just for like thematically at the time discussing like real deal um, emotion and, um, you know, what is real, what is not real, what is our psyche trying to tell us what I don't know. I just find it. And of course, you know, the Wiz and the Wizard of Oz, there's so many fantastic themes in all of them. Do you hate me or is that no, I think I <laughs> think guys... if we I think if we didn't get to that, I think we would have been crucified. Would have done a huge disservice. Yeah. To, to, I think because that's come up with other people I've talked about. But I think also in your trifecta, Jessica, you hit movies that are so iconic that they're actually seasonal event viewings for our entire childhoods. Yeah, I yes. think they are. Wizard of Oz was on once a year. Yeah. And you had, right. you stayed home and you watched it. Sound of Music was on at Christmas time. Yep. Every year. And Rocky Horror was on cable at Halloween time. Or you yeah. would actually go go to see it. I mean, and that became in itself like what a massive event of, you know, Rocky Horror evenings where everybody dresses up and everybody says every yeah. single line of the film and it's like meatloaf and it's like he was my first concert ever as it this is my very first concert was a meatloaf concert i love that you guys are good hosts <laughs> you're an excellent guest jessica i think we're all insane i think we should move in together listen i've been thinking of starting a commune for weeks now let's do it let's do it why the fuck not but listen oh. i agree that absolutely those are iconic yeah do you know remember when we did um our cast albums and we started by saying and no hamilton's not going to be on it because we think it's just a given yeah right i feel like wizard of oz is that like and obviously wizard of oz is a given and yeah right sound of music yeah. too i mean i sound uh, of yeah. music is on did you have it on your list me yeah so I'm pointing as if you could see who I'm yeah. pointing to on this screen. I, Sorry, it, it was it was on it's... my it was on my chaos list. Yeah, you know it was in my chaos list, and I didn't put it in my top ten because I was like, do if if it was on, do I need to watch it? And I right. and I was like, I don't know. So it was in an early list. Yeah, that's very hard. It's like hard. you know, it's like the brackets that you somehow get down and whittle down to, <clears throat> you know, your final. Yes, your your final four. Final four. And there's. There's some things that are going to come up in the bonus episode where we've got some serious housekeeping and making up to do because there's a couple that are on the top of my head too that are that need to be spoken about that need their moment. My 11 to 15 is like 11 to like a thousand. There's like, I do not have, I have too many that I need to narrow down. So if you don't follow us on Patreon or, or you don't, subscribe to our bonus episodes you might want to do that soon quickly. or else you'll miss it you'll just miss it you'll miss it you'll miss it you'll miss it <laughs> you don't want to miss it theater kids <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh jessica vosk 
your goddess. I'm so your glad goddess. to be. Oh, I'm just so happy to be here. I feel. I love you so much. I love you too. I feel educated. I'm. You know, I've really got a lot of things in my brain right now. There's a lot for me to discuss with me, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I'm now, just so into it. We've unpacked gonna, a lot. I mean, how much do you learn about somebody based on their list, right? It's true. It's true. You do. Like, it's very yeah. It's very much like being on a dating app and really <laughs> getting to the crux of of what these things mean exactly right Except right. now you'll you, you we've left you open to all of our all of our friends listening uh-huh. yeah yeah what bring do you, it on do you, you want to date us <laughs> yeah that's bring the question it on yeah could take to the message boards yes yeah. <laughs> uh thank you jessica Voss. thank you so much this for joining us jess thanks for having me and stay safe out there theater kids and to Jess, loves you. <laughs> uh, and with that, I think it's just a simple and scene. That was awesome. That was great. Yay! You're the fucking best.